You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome to episode 155 of the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. This is Kate and yes, I am performing solo today. And yes, I did actually masturbate before recording the episode for good measure because, you know, I am nothing but authentic and scientific. <laughs> Today I'm going to be talking about our visit to Fata Morgana, a super sexy club here in the Netherlands. And I'm also going to share a cautionary tale about saying stupid stuff and ruining the mood. Yes, that was me. So listen to the end because I'm going to talk a little bit about what I did and how it ruined our night. Before we get into the episode, as always, here is my cultural tidbit and it is actually an update on my last cultural tidbit. I spoke about prostitution in the Netherlands and I was talking about the the famous doors, the famous windows of Amsterdam and seeing the sex workers in those windows and how much they pay. I said that it was 165 odd per shift, I assumed. Daryl said maybe it was per hour. We weren't too sure. I am all about making sure I get the data. So I did the groundwork for you. I went on a trip. We went on a trip to Amsterdam, took the train up there and went to the red light district and went into the museum of prostitution. It's called red light secrets. It's actually great. We recently took the not your average Mr. And Mrs. There because they came and visited us recently in Amsterdam. We took them there as well. And I would like to say a correction. It is actually 150 euro per shift. Or if you do the day shift, it's 110. So there you go. That's my cultural tidbit updating you guys if you are interested in finding out how much the sex workers pay for their window area. That's how much it is. Or if you guys are actually traveling to Amsterdam and want something interesting to do, definitely go to the Red Light District. Definitely go to the Museum of Prostitution. I found it really intriguing. And I know that Mr. and Mrs. Not Your Average has also found it pretty cool when they were here as well. Now let me tell you what's news with us. There's been a lot happening. We haven't actually produced a podcast in quite some time. And what has happened? My God. First of all, it's actually a really positive thing and something that I actually would like you guys to try and do, and that is hire a hotel in your local city for content creation, photos, sexy time. It is actually a really good investment and multi-purpose, and here's why. We recently hired a hotel. It's literally five minutes up the road from us, and we spent the day in the hotel. We spent the night in the hotel And we took sexy photos, we had a bubble bath, like we made a little sexy video, we updated our dating profile with those photos, and we got away, we got out of the house and kind of had some of our own sexy time, again, even though it's five minutes up the road, it just gets you out of your house and into that sort of sexy hotel mode. And the reason I'm suggesting it for you guys is because if you go on like a booking.com and you pick a hotel, you can book something pretty well in advance. And then find a really good rate, even if it's a midweek rate, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that, or a Sunday night, you can generally find a really good rate and book it in and then think about all the ways that you can use that hotel. We didn't have a bathtub in our house. So like I was definitely having a bath, like a bubble bath in the bathtub. Our room actually had a hot sauna in it. So we spent some time in the sauna. We took some sexy photos. We had sex. Like we just really enjoyed our time in the hotel. And so from those photos, we're then able to 
update our dating profiles with them. If you're an adult content creator, you can use those photos and videos and stuff for your adult content. You can also, as a couple, enjoy your time away from your house, have some sexy time. Like I cannot tell you guys how much I highly recommend this. If you have the means to do it, jump on. And even if it's a month in advance, book yourself a hotel room just to try it out and have some of you time. And then when you stay overnight too, totally next day, like you can get up and have breakfast, whatever. So we did that recently. I had three, not one, not two, but three single guys ghost on me this month, just in September alone. I don't know what is going on with my run of single guys right now or lately, but it has been insane. I've had three single guys, like two actually proper ghosted me and one stood me up. And when I say stood me up, I mean, I was actually at the date, showered, you know, shaved my big toe. I was at the date and, uh, you know, he was nowhere to be found and then ghosted me. So I don't know what it is going on lately with my run of single men. It's not great. I don't understand how hard it is to get a cock. If you can explain that to me, you know, one, 300 cocks or us. I don't know. Give me a call. Let me know what's going on. We also met another amazing couple here in Utrecht in the Netherlands who also told us that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about when it came to our fun for two review and tour that we recently spoke about on the podcast. They basically drew us our own personal mud map. Uh, They had us around for dinner. They're absolutely fantastic. We look forward to seeing them again. They love travel. They're definitely people that we're really interested in spending more time with. But the conversation started with them telling telling us how stupid we are because (laughs) we missed whole multiple sections of the club that we reviewed, Fun for Two, near Rotterdam here in the Netherlands. And so they were like, what are you talking about? And we just missed whole sections. Apparently we missed the entire hot tub jacuzzi section. I don't know how it's possible to miss that much in a club, but we're going to go back and we're going to redo our review because clearly I need to get some new prescriptions. I don't know, but uh, they're great and we're definitely going to head back there. Let's talk about Fata Morgana. So this is a club here in the Netherlands. When you look up swingers clubs in the Netherlands, there's two kind of major ones that that come up. And this is for Fata Morgana. So this is about 20 minutes outside of Amsterdam. There's not a lot of hotel options nearby, which is a little bit of a downer for this club, actually. But what I will say is that so far, this club is probably the sexiest and most well laid out club that we have ever been to around the world. And that is saying something. Recently, we did the uh, review of Le Boudoir in London City. And we said on there, like, absolutely, it's in our top three around the world. I have to say that Fata Morgana is definitely at the moment for us, for the clubs that we have visited around the world, the sexiest and best laid out club. Like I said, it's 20 minutes out of the city from Amsterdam, not a lot of hotel options nearby. So you're going to have to pay for the taxi to and from there. Um, Fun fact, we don't actually have Ubers and shit here in the Netherlands. Like there's like one in the whole of the city that we live in and uh, he's never available. So huzzah. So we had to actually hire a car and drive there. But what I will say is that there is a long driveway, lots of parking and lots of privacy as well. So it's kind of a little bit out, but definitely worth it and worth a visit. If you guys are traveling to the Netherlands, I would definitely recommend you visit Fata Morgana. But let me talk about the club a little bit. So booking your ticket and checking in is like so easy. It is super, super, super easy. It's 150 euro what? per couple, which at the moment is about one for one for the United States dollar. So call it $150, 150 for a couple. Now that is a lot of money. You know, when people hear that, especially from other countries, Australia was actually always expensive. It's about $200. So for us, like we're used to paying this kind of money, but I know for some people in regional UK, outside of London City, or people in the United States, they're used to paying like anywhere between 50 to 80 
dollars. What? So the idea of like $150 for a couple, I understand, is pretty out there. But remembering that this includes all of your food and all of the drinks. So that is a big difference for a lot of clubs here in Europe versus other parts of the world that generally your ticket includes food and beverages on site unlimited. So that's always something to take into consideration when you are online and you're from another country and you're looking at the prices and you're like, what the fuck? What? That's something to definitely take into consideration is that, hey, there is something else underneath that. And I know if you're out there and you're saying, yes, but we go to our club and it's BYO, I get it. Here it's not. It's a licensed venue, so they have to provide the drinks uh, for you. I bet you you're all wondering about the locker area. Just say it with me. Mmm, locker area. Yes, that's right. I've recently been known for my locker porn. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of it. I don't care if you're sitting out there and you're judging me for my locker porn. I happen to think it is a very awesome part of a club. And it kind of gives me an understanding of what the club's going to be like. To be fair, if they've got their locker room sorted and they're looking after you on that end, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You got your shit sorted. Now, what I will say is this locker was not as sexy and colour-coded as the Fun for Two lockers, but what I will say is the locker area is large, all the keys and the lockers are numbered, and it's easy to find everything. So maybe if I'm browsing those, like, locker porn channels, it's up there. It's a number two. It's number two for me in terms of, like, the locker porn that I'm going to look at. All right, so we head in, and interestingly for us, we decided to get some food. Now, This is something I've been talking a little bit about lately because if you'd have gone back like Kate circa 2020 and you tell me you were eating in a club, I'd be like, gross. I would honestly be judging you a little bit because I'm like, why the fuck are you eating in a club? Like that to me is not two things like a lifestyle club and food. I had some when we were in Trapeze in Fort Lauderdale for the first time. That was the first time I ate in a club and I was like, this is a bit weird. But here it's super common. Because I'm um, so we're just in really we're actually it's just because we're bracing the culture. That's what we're doing. We're bracing the culture. We want to give you guys a good review. But actually, we were just hungry and we hadn't eaten. So I was like, boom. <laughs> so we go in and the restaurant area is at kind of the back of the first section of the club and it's packed. There's nowhere to sit. There was one couple that was sitting on a kind of table of four area. Two seats were free. And I'm walking around trying to find somewhere and they offered for me to sit next to them. Interestingly, this was their first time at a club together but not her first time on her own so that was really interesting kind of seeing that dynamic we spoke to them for a little while I think they lived about an hour to an hour and a half drive away near the border so that are they near the border of Belgium maybe or the other way not sure anyway they live near the border and this was their first time at the club together as a couple but she had been previous in a previous relationship to a club so that was really kind of interesting we sat and spoke to them for quite some time um, enjoyed a drink together got some champagne. It was really, really lovely kind of meeting them. So we decided to head outside together and go outside and talk a little bit more. So we go outside to the lounge and pool area. Now, this part of the club is where they host their Sunday pool parties. And obviously, these are mainly during summer. Like this is not something where the dead of winter you're going to a a pool party (laughs) at this club. But it is a really, really awesome environment. So it has a really awesome pool there where they have pool parties, there's a DJ set up there, there's lighting, so they've got all of, all of their audio visual set up. But around the pool, there's those like day bed and double bed lounges all around. The, and I call it like an Ibiza style. You can call it whatever you like, but it's basically a really nice area where you can sit, relax, lay, catch some sun all around the the pool. And it's obviously this whole area too, because you're in the, in the club technically, this is all clothing optional. And I did actually put some photos up on our Instagram and our TikTok. Like I took a video and I put it up there. If you guys are interested in going over and having a look at that, it was a couple of like 
probably, I don't know, a month and a half ago now. So it's going to be a little bit back in the history. But it is a great, uh, great club to look at. I think they've got photos online too. If you want to go to the Fata Morgana website, I'll have that in the show notes. So it's really awesome. And I'm really keen and looking forward to going back to this location, especially during summer now, because Sunday pool parties, I think are awesome during the day. Like I just, it's just such a sexy environment. And for me, it'll feel like we're somewhere like a Hedo or a Desire or a Cup Dog or something like that. Like it'll feel like that because you have the ability to be naked. you got the sun, you got the pool, you got the drinks, you got the DJ. Actually, I just wish I was doing that right now. You feel me, right? Like you wish it was like nice and warm and we were doing that right now. Yeah, me too. Now heading back inside, they have a jacuzzi area inside which is heated it's actually a pretty big jacuzzi too i gotta say i would say it's about the same size as maybe the one we saw in vanilla alternative in england nice and heated and has showers it got really busier later in later in the evening because when we walked past the first time i think there was maybe like two or four like lonely looking couples in there and then when we went through later in the evening it was busy 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 so that's definitely the place to meet people hang out and honestly, jacuzzis have kind of back in our, you know, back in my heyday of the lifestyle, back in our day, like when we first started, that was kind of the place that we hung out. Like if you've got a pool table or a jacuzzi, it's a really central place in a club where you can meet other people and just kind of engage in conversation. So that's definitely the spot. If we go back, I'm definitely jumping into that jacuzzi. And not if we go back, when we go back. So a really well laid out club. And I just want to take a moment to talk to you guys about the playrooms. These are hands down... Like, I'm not joshing you here. I'm not joshing you. These are the hands down, the sexiest playrooms that we have ever seen. Makes me so horny. Hands down. Now, they had your usual different areas. So they had a BDSM room. They had a group room. They had a central room. They have multi-level. I think there's three levels by memory because there's a lot of different areas that you can go into. They have an area that overlooks the dance floor as well with areas that you can play. So that's really something that I've noticed here in the Netherlands is popular between the two clubs that we've been to and reviewed so far is they have these like areas where you can fuck overlooking the dance floor, which is something that we've not really experienced before. Like the club, a collet in Dallas has the balcony overlooking the dance floor, but that's just for people to sit and drink. It's not an actual play area, whereas this is actually part of the playroom. So that is really intriguing to me, something different, I guess, if you wanted to feel like and play out if you've got like an exhibitionist fetish or fantasy that you're wanting to play out, this would be a great way to do that. Like pretend that you're in a normal vanilla nightclub and you're fucking your partner, you know, don't tell anyone, like fucking over the balcony of a normal vanilla club. If that was your fantasy to play out that exhibition side, definitely, definitely, definitely these these are the parts for it. So why is it the sexiest playroom that we've ever seen? The lighting was fantastic. For starters, that's really, really important. It was really, really well furnished. And the sense and everything that they were pumping through there was well thought out. So obviously, maybe not obviously, but they had the usual really great towel supply. They had all of that there. Like that's something that is just in existence there because it is a little bit of a higher class facility. But they'd really spent the time organizing the decor in each of these areas and each of these rooms. Within the BDSM room... They have the equipment there, that's that's fine, but then the area surrounding it, the decor that they've chosen, really fits into that room. It's not just a standard room with white or black walls that happens to have BDSM equipment in it. Same with the group room. It's not just a room that happens to have a lot of beds in there. They've really gone to the trouble of actually arranging all of the decor in the club 
to be really lush, really sensual and just fit the theme of the room and fit the theme of the club. Clearly they've spent some time organizing this and that is why it is the sexiest playrooms that we've ever seen. These playrooms make you want to fuck. I can't express it, but the moment that Daryl and I started going on a tour around these rooms, we were actually turned on instantly just by the rooms and by the atmosphere. Now that is abnormal, I would say. Don't get me wrong, playrooms are sexy when they're filled with the bodies and the heat and the moans and the sounds, but that happens later. Like it's pretty rare that you would walk in and go, this is a place I legitimately want to fuck. I want to fuck in here. It looks amazing. I feel amazing. I feel sexy. The environment's sexy. And that's why I say these are the sexiest playrooms we've ever seen. Most playrooms are an amenity. They're there. They serve a purpose. They're great. Again, don't get me wrong. But they themselves don't tend to produce that atmosphere where you can actually start to feel like you're getting hard or getting wet. And that's what these playrooms did. And I really hope we can do a tour at this place. I'm telling you, I have been harassing the owners. They're unresponsive to my Instagram. They're not answering text messages. I've sent them a WhatsApp. I am about to basically hire a car and go back and like knock on their front door and be like, oi, can you please let me in here for a YouTube? Because I want to show people what it looks like. Right, I've got a couple more things that I want to share with you guys before I get into my cautionary tale. So the bar area and the dancing area is surrounded by high tables, but they also have some lounge type areas. That's pretty cool. That's pretty standard. I liked the way it was set up. It's really nothing too flash fancy, nothing to really write home about. They had a variety of different areas that you could sit, hang, dance, etc. Pretty standard for most clubs. What I will say that stands out with this particular club, though, is that they have options for talking areas. So they have three massive areas off the sides of the dance floor that you can go and sit, mingle, chat in, drink in, get sexy, fill each other up in. Three different massive areas. Again, unheard of. The layout of this place is absolutely fantastic. One of the areas is actually backed right onto the dance floor and has glass walls surrounding it. So again, you can close the door. It has, I don't know, I'm going to say like 20 different seats in there or more. So it can fit a lot of people. So the glass walls mean that you can still hear the music, Not as loudly though. You can still see the dancing and that's a really nice visual touch. The other two areas are kind of off to the side, off to the back area, really big areas. Again, you can kind of still see, still hear rather, the music. So you've got that ambience coming through, but it's not so loud that you actually can't have a conversation with a couple and then maybe get flirty. What I will say is that the back room was playing really bad 70s porn. Really bad 70s porn. Daryl and I went and sat back there for a little while and I was like, what the fuck is actually on the TV? And this kind of goes back to, I don't know, I don't know why people play porn in clubs uh, unless it's in the cinema room. OSS or Our Secret Spot in Sydney did a great job with this. They actually don't play porn on the TV. They have photos, a rolling album of photos, and the photos are like sensual, classy, sexy photos rather than actual porn. And I think that that for me... That atmosphere is like significantly better than 70s porn playing on, on the TV. So, yeah, and I've seen this in other clubs in, in the US, like Colette, I know Trapeze, I know they all play like this really old porn and it's like super out there. You're wandering around the club and, you know, <laughs> neck minute, uh, you're staring at a, a big veiny cock entering an asshole, which is, you know, not necessarily the environment that I'm going for when I'm thinking sensual. For that, I just walk into the locker room. Ha, ho-hum. Now, similar to a lot of clubs in Europe, they do have a mandatory dress down time. So it's about 11 o'clock where they say, hey, you lot, go back to the locker room so you can check out the locker room. And while you're in there, change into some lingerie. Now, it's interesting to me that the last time this happened to us, we really felt like it was forced fun. 
This time, I don't know whether it was just our mindset at the time, but we were fine with it. So that's really interesting to us to kind of experience that. Daryl himself said that last time he felt like it was force fun. This time he was like, okay, cool, you know, like I'll go and change. So I dressed down into my orange honey bidet set. Daryl dressed down into his uh, trunks and like this mesh shirt. Actually, I bought him a new mesh shirt as well while we're in a sex store in Amsterdam, which was awesome. So if you're interested, uh, head over to Patreon, links in the show notes, and you can see me in that Honey Badet set. Actually, I put some photos up of what it looks like so you guys can see a shameless promotion. So that was at 11 o'clock and everybody dresses down. What I will say is that, first of all, I noticed a dude on the dance floor who was wearing trunks, suspenders, and a bow tie. And I thought, well played, sir, because he stands out. So that's something that's really interesting to me is once you see that dress down, because normally when you're dressed, you can stand out with the, the clothing that you're wearing, right? Like you can dress so people will want to come and chat with you. You can dress to make a statement. You can dress very well. You can dress all these different ways. It's even with theme nights, you can dress the same, you know, really creative with your theme nights or interactive, et cetera, because that helps people to come over and talk to you. It also makes you stand out in a crowd. When you dress down as a lingerie, it's very hard to stand out in a crowd unless you've got like an amazing body. Obviously, you're going to stand out then. But this guy in his trunk suspenders and a bow tie, I was like, well played, sir. Good to stand out. What I will also say is, holy shit, the amount of eye candy that was to be had in this club. So many sexy women walking around in their lingerie. It was astounding. Daryl and I sat back for a little bit having a drink and we were both like, yeah, this is probably the most eye candy that we've seen at a club anywhere in the world. Really sexy people, really sexy bodies, really nice lingerie, really well put together. So that was at 11, 11 o'clock at night. And that's really about the the entirety of the, of the club. So it has the restaurant area, the bar area, the back area with the pool, the Ibiza style kind of pool area, the three different seating areas, obviously the dance floor. It has three different levels of playrooms there, the locker room, the front section. The place is pretty big in terms of its uh, footprint, but it is really, really well laid out from my perspective. I think it flows really well. It looks like a great club. It was not as busy as it could have been on the night that I'd love to see it a little bit more busy than it is just because it is such a big club, but it is absolutely fantastic. Actually, and speaking of that, what kind of people went there? So that was something that we were recently asked to include in some of our reviews is like the average age of people going. I would say for this club, the average age was maybe 40 So I'd say anywhere between 35 to 45 was the average age of people there. And then uh, filling out the other sides, less younger people. So maybe then you've got the bulk of people in the middle on the bell curve. I'd say less younger people and then slightly more older people than super young people. But the bulk of people in that bell curve were kind of the 35 to 45 year old age bracket. And I don't know whether that changes with the day of the club, the theme or what, but that's what we experienced when we went there on a Saturday night, a random Saturday night that had no theme. All right, let's talk about my cautionary tale now. I happened to ruin our night, and here is where I'm going to tell you how I did that. So we were dancing on the dance floor. We were near this couple that we had been talking to earlier in the night, the ones that we met in the restaurant and that we'd spent some time out by the pool with the new couple, basically. That This is their first time at a club. And we were. it was past 11 because we were in our lingerie and dancing around, and Daryl went back to the bar, get us some drinks. He came back from the bar and I misinterpreted the fact that Daryl really wanted to play with this other couple. Uh, That was my bad, so I misinterpreted that. And so when he came back, he started dancing with me. 
and it felt like he was not really dancing with me but rather putting on a show for the other couple. And I was really keen to have a bit of a dance with him. I also had no problems playing with this couple. I thought they were lovely but I did want to have a little bit of dance with Daryl first because we were just in that – I was in that really like playful mood. I wanted to get sexy with him, play with him, dance with him on the dance floor because I really, really enjoy dancing with Daryl when we're in a super playful mood together. It's just a lot of fun. So he comes back with our drinks. I think that he wants to play with this couple like hands down. They start dancing kind of over near our vicinity and Daryl starts dancing with me. But when I say that, it felt like he was really putting on a show for the other couple. And don't get me wrong, when you dance, it is an indication of what you're going to be like in bed. That is a common thing that people say when somebody dances like they're interested in your dance style because of the fact that it's it's an indication of like what you're going to be like in bed. But we were mucking around, but it seemed to me like, you know, Daryl's putting on a show for this other couple, which again is a good thing normally, but I really wanted him to dance with me. Like I wanted the focus to be on me for a couple of minutes before maybe we went and pursued this other couple. So, and here's where I say something stupid and where he doesn't like what I say. Here's what I say. I say, hey, just dance with me. We don't need to put on a show. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Maybe not such of a weird comment, right? Maybe I could have used a better choice of words. Maybe the delivery method was not great. Unfortunately, as I said that to Daryl, he was immediately like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I just really want you to dance with me. Let's not put on a show for the other couple. Like we'll get to them in a minute kind of thing. But the delivery of that, not fucking great. So my cautionary tale was that we ended up leaving without playing, which sucked. We didn't even play together. And honestly, I kind of felt like it was a bit of a wasted evening at that point. I'm happy to have an event at a club, go to a club, not necessarily play. Like that's not on my must do things. But what I will say is that it felt like a wasted evening because I was amped up. Like I really wanted to be there. I loved the sexy playrooms. You know, I was wet from looking at the lockers. (laughs) Just joking. And I said this thing just kind of off the cuff. You know, it just wasn't delivered really well. I didn't necessarily mean the way it came across. And as a result of that, I pissed him off. <laughs> so basically he was like, I'm not doing that. I'm here to be with you. And uh, and then he was like, I can't believe you said that. So in the end, we actually, it was a little while later, don't get me wrong, we didn't like storm out of the club in a huff or anything, but we didn't then pursue anyone and we didn't play even with ourselves at the club. And so that was a bit of a letdown, honestly. And so my cautionary tale or my slash lessons learned, you know, and I hate to sound cliche here, but it's coming back to that communication piece. Like don't misinterpret don't misunderstand. I thought he wanted to play with that couple. Turns out he wasn't fussed on it because they were first timers. And I misinterpreted his actions as being about somebody else and not about us as a collective. So that was shit. My other lessons learned or things to talk about is squash those comments instantly and don't let them ruin your night. Uh, Even though my delivery and the way that I said that was pretty shitty. I think generally speaking, we as a couple need to say, shrug it off and go back and just allow the night to happen. Like by allowing this stuff to piss you off or whatever, like if you don't squash that shit, you've ruined your night. And potentially if you're like hiring a hotel room, hiring a car, got a babysitter, whatever it is it's taking you to get to that club, it is a wasted night for something so simplistic. And again, I'm not diminishing his emotions. I'm not diminishing the fact that I shouldn't have said it or I could have delivered it in a better way, but you've just ruined your entire night for something that's maybe misunderstood, misinterpreted, or was just a fleeting passing comment. Two other random lessons learned. Think about better drinking options. This is actually just for me. I'm sick of wine or vodka and Sprite. If somebody can please, 
please email me with some better recommendations. We keep going to these clubs that are all inclusive and I get up there and they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, my white wine, vodka, vodka and Sprite. And it's so boring. I'm sick of drinking it, to be honest. So if you've got any drinking ideas for me, think about better drinking options. That's one of my random lessons learned. And my other one is nap during the day. That's just always a lessons learned. I was knackered, actually, at the club. I was like, I was still pumping, still going. But uh, but I definitely should have had the old nap-nap during the day, and that was my bad. Always take a nap-nap. Yay. Okay, here's our reviews and what's coming up for us next. I want to give a shout-out to Hubman38, left us a review on Apple Podcasts back in mid-August. So thanks for that. They got us hooked. This is probably the first lifestyle podcast we discovered. We had already been in lifestyle for over 10 years ourselves. Now, that is really interesting to me. Like when people have been in the lifestyle and then start listening to podcasts, as opposed to thinking about the lifestyle, listening to podcasts or consuming blogs or books or whatever that looks like, and then getting into the lifestyle. Because it kind of feels to me like they should just have their own podcast <laughs> and be leading that probably do it better. Sorry, let me see. We've already been in the lifestyle for over 10 years ourselves, and it's still a favorite. We've since had the pleasure of meeting, oh, yeah, me. When they attended two podcaster Palooza events, thanks guys for coming to that. Uh, one of our favorite people in lifestyle, you guys are fucking awesome. I feel awkward reading that because it is about me, but I do want to say thank you very much for leaving us that review. Although reviews don't have any impact on the analytics, it's just really, really nice to receive a nice review. So if you're listening to this, not necessarily about us, but go and maybe give another podcaster a hug today, go and leave them a review. It's a really nice thing and uh, it'll make them feel like super special. Coming up next. Right. So I would like to do a series of interviews for swinging around the world. I really want to interview people from different countries because I want to talk about the cultural differences of those countries. If you are in a country outside of the United States of America or England, can you uh, give me an email if you are interested in being on the podcast? Because I really want to interview you. We can keep it so you'll... I'm not sharing your name, but I would love to hear about the cultural differences of how you swing in your country. I've already reached out to another number of clubs in South Africa to find out if I can get some interviews there. And I'm really hoping that uh, we can get some different angles. But if you're out there and you want to be interviewed by us, please send us an email, email at wanderlustswingers.com, or you can go onto our website and you'll find the contact us button there. Other episodes coming up, we just returned from our UK trip. So we went over there to host the night a night at the glitz with co-host bed hoppers podcast so we're going to talk a little bit about our trip to the uk and hedo tour baby in two days we are heading over to jamaica and we're going to hedonism resort so this is the first time we've actually been to hedo we've been to desire three times we've been to cup dog before we've never been to hedo so we're going to go there we are hanging out with some friends low-key trip i don't even fucking have costumes for any of the theme nights like this is how low-key I have just phoned this in this trip I tell you what but we're heading to Hedo I'm really excited to chill reset experience this we're going to be there from the 1st to the 8th of October and I'm going to be doing uh, daily updates for our patrons so if you're on Patreon, look out for those daily updates I really want to give them like just a, a really raw first impression update of what's happening every day at Hedo so I can kind of share that with you but I will be doing an entire podcast about our experiences at Hedo. It'll probably be a review podcast. And then if we have like sexy time or things happen that I think are relevant, we will also do an episode uh, about that. And I also joined one of the Hedo forums recently. So there's that. And then we're heading over to Canada directly after that. So we're traveling for two for the next two weeks, basically. We're going to Hedo for a week. Then we're going to Canada for a week. 
We're going to be trying out the Oasis Aqua Lounge in Toronto, so I'm really excited as well to hang out there. We're going to go down to Niagara Falls. We're going to go to Ottawa. We're going to go to Montreal, and we're going to do all of that in one week. So that's going to be interesting. So that's what's coming up for us, guys. Again, if you are located in a country outside of the United States of America or outside of England, I would love to hear from you and interview you for our Swinging Around the World interviews. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening to my Fata Morgana review my cautionary tale it's been great to hang out with you on the solo episode masturbation whatever the day it is because i can't remember masturbation hump day masturbation wednesday uh, and we'll catch you on the next one thanks guys 